Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. So that professional business is out of the way now. So we, nice can, get, we can get right to it. Sarah, Justin, Charlie, Good at Camp day. Garski, hanging out in the kitchen, a.k.a. Dust Studio. Uh, my daughter hates it, by the way. I'm sure she does. Um, but, but so we, we were talking. Sacrifices. Yeah. So leading up to this, we said, hey, we want to talk about automation and food, specifically food service. But we were having a cool chat prior and we said, hey, we should probably hit the record button. So we're going to challenge Charlie to make the leap. From mannequins to food automation? Yeah. So I'm going to tell my mannequin story. And then we're going to make a giant, like, evil Knievel jump of death. I just watched that doc. Right. Holy tragic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So mannequins. Automating mannequins. Well, sort of. So I was working. No. Uh, They stood. They were attractive. So we were at a. How does attractivity have anything to do about dancing? Wait for it. They don't move. (laughs) They they did move when I was interrupting. So I was working at a place uh, at the time. It was called PRI Robotics. And uh, the phone out. rang, right? Now they're Eckhart, right? So if you want to Google that, um, check my resume. I was there. Phone ring. Sales guy picks it up. Guy says, I want to buy a robot. And, of course, we sell robots, right? So our sales guy says, what do you want that robot to do? And guy says, I want it to wave a flag. Sure. And, and so we snickered a little bit. And so the sales guy says, hey, Justin, I got a guy on line one for you. Yeah. So I picked this thing up and I'm like, hi, sir, can I help you? He's like, I want to buy a robot to wave a flag. And I said, well, that's really cool. Do you understand what we sell here as an industrial robot? Because these things start nothing on them at like $30,000, $40,000. He's like, oh. And this is in 2000 what money? Let's call it 2005-ish, okay. 8-ish. Got it. Inflation's a booger. Go yeah, on. Yeah, well, it is now. Yeah. Um, so I start peeling back the onion and long story short, this guy owns the parking ramp next to the Excel energy center. Oh, that's, that's good. It's totally. good residual income. Got We're, lost in there once. Terrible. Right. Not like lost, but like parking post, ramps. Post game. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I just get turned an, around. Yeah, give me a walk over anxiety. Uh, right. Anxiety. Saying terribleness. So this guy's problem is the same problem we face today. Workforce challenge. So he goes, I can't pay somebody to stand out there for the wild game. To wave the flag. To wave the flag to wave people into the ramp. Where it's like that special event parking $20, you can't pay people. $60. No one would whatever. take the job or they wouldn't yeah. show up or whatever, right? And then he's losing money on revenue for parking. Sweet. Right. So he doesn't care. 50 Sweet. grand is worth it. Well, pays for that in a week. So it gets even Not better. Really. A month. So I'm like, okay. So... And he's and so the first thing I asked is I'm like, well, do you have power out there? He's like, not really, no. Like, okay, well, that's a problem. And it's I'm like, optimum batteries, five, done. Well, so that's where I went. So I, I said, hey, look, I, I I went and talked to my boss. I said, I'm gonna do something for this guy, but it's not gonna be through our normal books. I'm just gonna work for some cash on the side, right? So I talked to this guy for probably a couple days off and on, and what I said is I'm like, look, for thousand bucks i'm gonna whittle you something up you come on in see if it's cool if it's great we'll expand on it if it's garbage we'll dump it right no big deal and he goes perfect deal yeah so i take a two by four a windshield wiper motor and some of those little led packs that you at the time you could get them for like signs and stuff right kind of hardened weather hardened and so i i put this wiper motor on one side of this thing and the lights and another board sticking up, and the wiper motor did exactly what you'd expect, right? So we're waving a flag, mm-hmm. and it's battery-powered. So I got a little 12-volt, sure. just a UPS battery or sure. whatever. No yeah. big deal. Enough the to run precursor the to Mark Roper. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he shows up, and he brings his buddy with, and they go, uh, wow, that's neat, but we thought it would look more realistic. Like a human. <laughs> and I said, realistic. And, and yeah, they're like, well, we thought it would look like a person or something. 
I'm like, yeah. well, that wasn't really part of what we talked about, but no, know your audience. Okay. Specific again, the key to life. If you can specify, if you can clearly communicate your specifications, right. everybody can likely win together. And it was interesting because from Justin's point of view, your truck point was available power, battery, movement, speed, lights, the engineering. Right. Or this guy's like, I want someone like to wave a flag. Like that was his level of And it was awesome, right? So then he goes, Hey, let's go to, I'm gonna call you in a couple days. We're gonna go uh we're gonna go to the, the store fixture shop. Okay, cool. Field trip. So in, in Minneapolis we have a methadone clinic on the west side there. Um kind of in a little bit of rough and tumble neighborhood. Adjacent to said methadone clinic is a store fixture shop. Are you giving directions? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. For either one, whatever okay. you need in your life, right. I got you taken right. care of here. Sure, there's so. like other landmarks, but anyway, you know, we all. That's yeah. the one that that's still sticks out in his mind 15 yeah. plus years later. Got it. So we get to this place, and it's me and another guy, right? And at this time, I'm what, 28 years old, maybe? Sure. Give or take. And you this guy's probably minus. 45. Yeah. And uh, we walk in, and we're like, hey, we're looking to buy a mannequin. Yeah. To the store fixture place. Yeah, just yeah. To I got it. Yeah, yeah. I okay. got it. And did you say that he was in that creepy voice? Well, I didn't do much of the talking. The other guy did. Sure. And, uh, and he's like, oh, come on back. They're back here. Right. So we're looking at these things and they're all sorts of different shapes and sizes and whatever. And uh, guy's like, well, what are you, what are you guys going to do with this thing? I'm like, well, we can't really tell you. Cause I think at the time the guy was debating whether or not to file for a patent on this thing. Right. So it was Whatever. I mean, it was it was cool. Um, and so he was kind of skittish. And then finally he's like, well, hey, look. Because you could tell that the, the shop owner was getting a little uncomfortable. Why? Because people come in there and do all sorts of bizarre things with mannequins. Yeah, people do bizarre things with cakes. You don't see a baker just going, oh, what are you going to do with that cake? Well, but maybe... <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so so we buy this mannequin, right? <laughs> People need to calm down. I shove the mannequin in the back of my Volkswagen Jetta. Sure, you want carpool lane. <laughs> Did benefits. you buckle it in? Yeah, no, no I should have. Damn it! Oh, uh, you heard deals. about those people? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So I get this thing back to our shop. I build a two foot by two foot by two foot cube on the bottom. It's called a platform. Right. And then I buy a giant deep cycle marine battery with a charger. Weird. With a bunch of switches to turn this thing on and off. There'll be a kit on the website in the show notes. Right, right. (laughs) You too can have your very own. Flag Um, This is actually a pretty good idea. I really think... uh, I really think we could product that. I could have this job <laughs> in like two hours. Yeah, you got this. I you got, got this. this. I'll, give so, you th- I'll give you 30%. Right, right perfect. Yeah. I'll right, take cool. it. We'll <laughs> shake on that. Done. So I hot-rotted this thing up and then uh, had to put pants on it, right? Had to go find a, a hockey jersey and like again, cut the sleeve. Again, if you don't define the specifications, know. you find yourself doing shit that you didn't plan to do. Totally, totally. But you're 28. You don't know anything. Yeah, right. So I'm just like, okay, so we got it all put together. And, uh, yeah, you're just getting it done. You're going to win. Oh, yeah. And he, he shows up. He's like, oh, this is awesome. Of course it this is. This is awesome. You put a wild jersey on it? Yeah. Is oh, it yeah. a female or male? Ro- it was uh, a female. Of course it was. Yeah, so it's probably like a 5'8", 5'9", female on top of a two-foot platform. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Was she wearing Bud Light pants? Uh, There was some jingle jangle on the back of them. But, I mean, mean, why not just blatantly just put a beer sponsor on the legs of the jeans, like in rhinestones? (laughs) Then you have reflectivity, you have branding, you have marketing opportunities. See where we can take you. I got a hot glue gun. Again, this is why you're only getting 30%. I'm going to elevate this thing. So that's the leap back to food, I suppose. Sure, exactly. Because at the end of the day, what do you need to do to get people into your buffet in Las Vegas? You need a flag-waving robot mm-hmm. that not only waves people in, but also invites them. Because now, that why doesn't that mannequin talk? Why, isn't, why aren't you putting some either, you know, I prefer the Australian version of female Siri. On my, uh, on, on I have my a male version device? Australian on mine. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. See, see, yeah, it's right. the accent. Exactly. It's like, that's why we get along. Exactly. I'm being directed by an animated voice that's derived from a prison colony. Mm-hmm. That's how my mind works. I just like how it sounded. <laughs> 
But no, to your point, and workforce shortages. Look, there you go. Two callbacks, Justin, Correct. on uh, why the robot was created and, in the first place. And to let's wave be honest, flag. if we're going to stay true to our little tagline, like that's some sucking life that we don't need. Like right. who really wants to stand? Let's let's review in the weather for let's, a wild yeah, hockey game yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, 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 but let's hang on. Let's let's really draw back the curtain on the statistics of that work environment. Okay. Is this a safe and, and good work environment? You are, correct me if I'm wrong, you are one block off one of the most exciting intersections in all of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kellogg and Help me out. Seventh? Seventh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You are one block off that. And if I understand exactly where this parking ramp is, it's that seven-story killer uh, parking. Nope, it's the one next to the Holiday Inn. So it's across the street from that one. Okay. But you're in the same neighborhood. Okay. Same neighborhood. Yeah. And you want somebody to stand either in the middle of the street or in the middle of the lane closest to said parking yep. garage. Or on the sidewalk right there. In yep. let me, For those of you that don't live here, let's just be, let's just remember what we got going on. We have a hockey fiend culture next to a. This is next to a hockey stadium, so this is the uh, mecca of hockey, like the NHL. Correct. Like, you know, to be clear, not you know right. high school hockey. League. It's also a great place for uh, yeah. you know a rock show. Saw the Who there. Mm-hmm. Saw the Foo Fighters there. And you're maybe twenty minutes from the lead, lead leading league, DWI state, Wisconsin. Yep. Just calling you what you are, man. Just and 17,000 and change worth of people fit into that Correct. thing. And there's like, what, 115 bars all within three blocks of there? And it's three lanes and three lanes and all the... It, it's, a, it's a gong show. Correct. And in you the want middle of winter you, with you, snow. And, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, Ice. Yeah. Below zero temperature. Yeah. Weird. You can't get someone to show up there. I bet his insurance company would pay for the robot. I bet you just call all the uh, parking garage people. And this thing is done. I should call Doug and see if he wants to buy some of these things still. I'm telling you, man, this is where um, this is where this podcast goes a little sideways real quick. It's like if you just had an uncle mm-hmm. who had a 20,000 square foot warehouse, we could just go to schools, grab a f- like 15 of our favorite kids, mm-hmm. you know, literally have a pizza eating contest and just say, hey, we're just going to automate all kinds of stupid stuff. We're going to go from zero to 400 and then jump. Be STEM education right there. Yeah, exactly. STEM like, take project. that Dyson. labor, too. Well, no, yeah, but, but, I mean, it's not a new idea. Do you know what Dyson does? <laughs> no. You know what Dyson does? No. Sir, uh, what's his face, first name? Dyson. Great guy. He has his own university. He just got accredited by the UK government. So I've thought so about starting a school. you go to school for free, yeah, yeah. and then you have a place to work because he hires dope people that mm-hmm. grow more dope people. Dope, good, uh, you know, high quality, high Wonderful. achieving. Not yeah. necessarily tied to green stuff that grows. Correct, correct. But maybe. Yeah, just we'll see. for all the ages out there. Sure. But so, and then they're coming up with cool things that yeah. remove the suck out of life, right? So we're talking about parking garage. We're talking about Knopf uh, Knopf Grill, right? Where they have the... The electric circular knife, right? Have you seen this? Yeah. Right? So it looks like a donut, stainless steel donut that's maybe two mils thick. At most. And is on a gear-driven, what used to be a handheld mm-hmm. device. It looks like a, uh, a barber tool from, from hell, right? And uh, you shave meat off that rotisserie mm-hmm. uh, meat. Speed. It's like just, the electric knife you use at Thanksgiving for the turkey, you know. Correct, but this is shawarma. Shawarma, thank you. Cutting the chicken or steak, shawarma yeah. or lamb. Man, I love a good lamb kebab. Yeah, my buddy's got a pretty good. He's got the whole setup. Shout out to Mister Barbus. Um, and uh, so Naf Naf Grill put that on a XY robot mm-hmm. and just let you go click and then. Your 15-year-old Nafnaf Grill employer, employee doesn't yep. have to operate the scariest part of the business. Correct. Use a little eat-and touch screen. And the most dangerous part. The yeah. sharp blade of doom. Next to next to uh, 250 <laughs> degree electric heaters. Correct. Right? Keeping the food warm. Yeah. yeah. And you're paying this person, you know, minimum plus maybe four, somewhere right. in there. Like, yeah, automate that suck out. And then they just have to scoop it off. Well, so here's another cool one, and I, I know the guys that were working on this. So Middleby owns a company in California called L2F, Lab to Fab. 
And so these guys used to be just kind of a general purpose system integrator, like do really cool stuff, wild stuff. Yeah. Like um, Boston Dynamics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, so they've come up with their PizzaBot 5000. Mm-hmm. This is in California. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, they're in the business. So Middleby, for those of you who don't know, makes kitchen gear for every restaurant in the world. Middleby is with a capital M? Uh, Middleby is with a capital M. Got it. Um, and think of like uh, your fryers, right? Your big yeah. fryers, your big oven systems. They make the kitchen. Sure. And so this pizza bot is kind of the accessory to that kitchen. So they can assemble an entire pizza in one minute. They're a robot, Ken? Yeah. I worked at Pizza Hut. Yeah, and you're an overachiever, but I bet the robot could outdo you over 12 hours. Oh, I, I'm not even going to show up, man. <laughs> right, right. I've got better things to do. Chase <laughs> well, the robot. Well, now there's another one out there. There's Picnic, another automatic pizza maker. Have you heard oh, about yeah. that one? There's a dude over in Italy, though, who spent like three years. I think we, we shot that at each other back in that message. But, yeah, there's a cat over there who did it just in his restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't productize it. But these people are productizing it, right? Like Pizza yep. Time is productizing it, right? If you just go out there and search, you know, automating the food industry or restaurants and res- robots, yeah. just Google that or search that topic. Yeah. Um, there are several out there now. You between started with burger flipping, dropping fries in the hot oil, yeah. cocktail making. We've seen the robots out in Vegas that do the. Oh, yeah. That's the, the, uh, the, the maker shaker. Yeah, right here. It's See, it's m- got the bottles up on the top. Oh, wow. And then you enter, like, you on You can a- rent these. Yeah. Cool. Why wouldn't you so be able to, to? To, like, what now? Salad mixings? Yeah, you just put one human and four robots, and you can do a room of 250 people and bank mm-hmm. millions. So here's the challenge. Who staffs it? Who maintains it? And who keeps these things running? Well, that's, because- what you, that's why we have to have all these, uh, these people learn how to... Uh, it's, uh, automation and robotics has to become more of a thing at the community college level, high schools, high school level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be become part of the thing. Like wood shop should be mandatory. And if you don't like wood shop, well then we've got automation. We've got code breakers. We got, you know, whatever. So but do we talk about a skill set? Everybody needs a skill set. Do we talk about on the show last time about the graduation credits required to leave schools these days? I think it's uh, well understood. There's a common denominator that's been achieved that may be lower than what we foresee is necessary. Two years of math and two years of science to yeah. graduate from high school. Yeah, I understand. That's why. But then you got that 14-year-old kid down in Mississippi who's going to graduate with a chemical engineering degree and he's 14. Which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the, the low end of the bar, everyone's got a computer in their pocket. Sure. But do you know how to apply it? Do you know how to write an if-then statement? Oh, I do. Sure you do. If you ask my buddy Corey, he's going to say, I'm just really good at writing move instructions instead of putting them inside of a for loop. Shut yeah. up, Corey. Sure. <laughs> Corey with an can, E. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking about automation of food today. And what we're really talking about is how do you remove all the risk and keep the dollar menu a thing, Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Dollar menu is controlled by government subsidies, by crop yield, by how we get our protein. You know, it's it's there's a ton of automation and how much it takes to get the dollar menu to be legitimate. It was part of the conveyance topic we just had. Everything yes. is in place Correct. to get us to that point. Correct. Like the 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 seed coating is mm-hmm. why the dollar menu happens. You know, the the fact that John Deere drives itself is why the dollar menu happens. But I think one of the biggest, you know, so there's the maintenance piece of it, right? How do you keep yeah. these things running? So that's a real problem. $900 million is a $900 million problem right now if you're following the McDonald's uh, ice cream uh, machine suit. Sure. Are you aware of this? Go ahead. Lay it on me. The ice cream machines in the McDonald's restaurants are made by an Illinois company. And uh, I believe it was a husband and wife pair from elsewhere in the company country figured out a way to put like a hot spot um, proactive maintenance device inside said machine because this machine had this feature that pasteurized and cleaned itself in the like a self-cleaning oven yeah Yeah, right but to your point 
Like there still needs to be a little bit of maintenance. And if you don't do, you know, that stuff, things go sideways. And if you do do that stuff, sometimes it doesn't work. Right. And they have no access to the firmware or the ability to manipulate the code. Like there's a, there's a whole, it becomes this right to repair thing, right? Because you're the franchisee, you've got all this equipment and all this money tied into it. And then you don't have the ability to maintain it. Or if you do, things don't make sense. There's a lot of that going into it. So yes, like the number out there right now in the news is $900 million because these, these, again, these automated machines, they, they do all these things, but it's kind of like, Hey man, was the TV VCR combo really that great? Yeah, but clean in place where it's critical like that is kind it's of a required. Necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what I think I think the root cause, if I understand what's going on, if I may be so bold, is that there's only one machine. The competition isn't there to drive the McDonald's or said machine builder to iterate, to evolve, to provide mm-hmm. more. And it but, may be part of your franchisee agreement too, right? I don't know. It totally is. And and, and uh, it's a great podcast. I should find it. Um, but there's a whole podcast on this. And these people came in and they made this third-party device and then got these franchisees to, to put it in. And then there's the whole, like, they had, like, feedback from the sales meeting. Like, this is the number one threat to all this stuff. And, like, again, it's all about right to repair. And, like, when do you own that machine, right? This is, could be a whole other podcast, right? It's like mm-hmm. we have all this, we talk about, we're advocates for all this automation, but then with that automation becomes, okay, how much do you own the machine? Mm-hmm. How, how much is that robot? You know, what's the expectation? Oh, I have a functional robot waving a flag, but do I have a functional robot waving a flag that invites people to park in my garage because it's a smiling right. mannequin, right? The outcome. And then who owns, like, who maintains the robot? Just like you keep saying. Where's the service agreement? Where's the service agreement? Or does it become machine as a service and that's the baseline, right? Anything, Anytime this thing's not squirting out delicious, delicious milkshake or ice cream, I'm not paying for it. Correct. So then then we then take the automation and we automate the service agreement. And the service agreement gets delivered to the same person that does your HVAC, right? And that person is now trained up and their iPad tells them that instead of going to Charlie's house today to fix his AC, you're going to go to the McDonald's off Broadway and you're going to fix an ice cream machine because this iPad is going to tell you and we got AR glasses and we'll put on your face and we'll augment your reality so that you can see where the screws need to be pulled out. Even though you've only been to one training video, we're going to figure this out and we're going to automate the service aspect of it sure. so that you can then maintain the machine and you can have, you can diversify where you can pull those service people from. And at that point, as a, as a service provider, we'll have to have a, we should talk to Mr. Bergstaller about this. You keep this. bragging, we're going to talk to him. We're we going to. Road trip. Let's, let's road trip sure. it. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that kind of his whole jam, right? Is It's all service. And so now all of a sudden you could be a freelancer of service. Of yes. anything, right? Yes. We don't care. But why can't you take, like, shout out to Colin Fursey on YouTube. Like, Colin Fursey doesn't have an engineering degree. Colin Fursey's a plumber. Sure. Right? But that son of a gun can weld his tail off mm-hmm. and understands how to apply math and physics. Can right? we have a welder in the fun house? Oh, it's the first thing we're buying. Okay. It's I think I'm buying one this summer just as a summer camp for the EBOB. Okay. I just, I'm concerned I might burn the garage down and the garage touch the house and actually might actually solve problems. I don't know. I I can help you find the one you're looking for so you don't burn the house down. Yeah, I got a good friend who sells welding equipment for uh, Lincoln. Perfect. Lincoln makes some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking Mm -hmm. of selling stuff, we'll be right back. And this episode is brought to you by, well, me. In the event you'd like to join the show as a guest or a sponsor, feel free to email us at automationadvocates at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to it. So what are you going to buy, Charlie? For a welder? Or just in general? I don't know. Sure. Oh, I, th- I think it'd be fun to do TIG. It's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I, there's just what's the, what's the straight up... MIG welding would probably yeah. be the easiest one for him to start with. 
Yeah. Least yeah. Uh, least risk, least complexity. Yeah. You don't need extra sorts of gas and weird stuff. Yeah, the problem is, is the garage is attached to the house, so it's like, how much ventilation do I need? And like, just a box fan. Leave uh, the door I'm, open. No, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put real ventilation in. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna screw around. I nearly died last year without proper ventilation. Oh. So now I'm triggered. That's fair. That's fair. Charlie likes living. If you haven't figured that out so far, but no. And, and I would, I would get way too much from my spouse. Yeah. Sure. Like if I didn't learn from that, you know, thing. We That's just fair. did That's this. Fair. What are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Like there's constant conversations. Like, hey, what happens if this happens? I'm like, yeah, it's not. We're going to be all right. So yeah, to to your point, like maintenance is huge, and. The uh, the run rate in which you need to run these machines at, right? Because mm-hmm. what I mean, Sarah, you've you've played around, with, you've sold to people and supported people that buy these machines. Like, what do these machines go for? To be efficient, you're, you got to be what eighty ninety percent capacity. There's a sweet spot to be at efficiency versus it's idle or I'm in overdrive and I can't keep up. Well, a lot of these places are open twenty twenty four hours a day now. Restaurants, some. Yeah, but they're turning that down big time, man. That killed a bunch of people's derive. This whole pandemic stuff. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I think well. So let's let's just suppose. Let's suppose that comes back, or it doesn't, right? Yeah, let's just do, say do you, you go normal breakfast through dinner. Sure, but we're we're the death of the cashier position is 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 here. Like yeah, we're watching it happen. Yeah, in real time. Good. Correct. Suck. Gone. Right. right. Yeah, we talked. I think last last time we talked about. They're opening Operation 1 and then shortly thereafter Operation 2. I think Whole Foods DC and Whole Foods uh-huh. LA with no cashiers. Just I think cameras. LA is already open. DC was first, so I understand, but whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's sure. not our race. Sure. Um, but it's just all cameras. It's a visual, vision system, right? Yeah. With uh, RFIDs where applicable. And uh, bang, we got your app mm-hmm. on when you walk in the store and you can walk out with whatever you want and we don't ask for your coupons. Right. Wonderful. Right. Well, you're seeing that more at self-checks now at the different retail stores, grocery stores, even what restaurants we've been to where you pay right there on the table. You got the Yeah, but that's, they had to do that because people were scamming yeah. credit cards. I yeah. mean, right. I'm not saying everybody, but there were a few. Correct. But the but duty just, site. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, but we're, you've been seeing it automated now in yeah. multiple yeah. locations of cashier list. and. But the duty yeah. cycle is... The same as in an industrial environment, right? We're talking two shifts minimum, probably three, depending on your food eatery. Yeah, but not everywhere, right? Like let's 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 call out favorite food automation. Go. What's your favorite one? What do you mean? Just give your favorite one. Well, I mean the flippy bot's where I was going next. So let's okay. call it the flippy bot. Flippy bot and yeah. briefly describe that and we'll let you come in and deep dive it. Yeah. So I mean it's uh Burgers? Burgers and French fries. Okay, Sarah, favorite one? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that I have a favorite yet. Oh, I think you do. I'm liking the salad mixer one. Salad mixer. Well, it's like almost like a vending machine where you come in and mm-hmm. put your key ingredients in, in yeah, a combustible why, bowl. Obviously. Yeah, compost yeah, right? bowl. Here you go. Here yeah, you go. Yeah. Why How isn't easy? there one in every high school? Should Yeah, everybody should have them. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Gets rid of that stupid sneeze guard you have to like lean under Correct. and bang your head on and tongs touching everything. It's fresh. <laughs> Tie it to my watch and calorically, I know I'm a better human being just right. next to a beet juice right. dispenser and he'll be happy there you go you call like back uh-huh. nice job uh-huh. uh mine is the uh the sushi train it's it's long it's simple it's been mm-hmm. around for a while mm-hmm. uh i think it's fantastic you really you can still have a relationship with sushi chef depending on restaurant layout mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't have to worry about pronouncing things wrong oh my goodness i know you just point or snatch the tray correct yeah and there's no there's no confusion. Like, oh, it's a blue tray. That one's $6. Oh, it's a green tray. That one's $3. Like, genius. I like the boat version of that where it's the little flowing water in the boat. Hey, man. Yeah. My brother-in-law is Rice Fruit Co. They float all their apples, man. Mm-hmm. Water conveyance. Yeah. Less damaging to the apples than having them roll around on a conveyor belt. Yeah, shout out to Ben. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, yeah, I think... I think all those machines are critical, and I think that you, like you pointed out, like maintenance is huge. I don't think people account for that as much. 
Well, or just the environmental challenges. So I remember seeing a lot of this kicking off, I'm going to say a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago. And people would start out, I remember seeing some of the early attempts at these things. And it was like, we're going to build a robot using stepper motors. And then sure. And thinking, yeah, that was cute. But we've evolved from that on the industrial side because of reliability, because of, you know, torque footprint and all these like there's a reason why we did what we did in places like Detroit. Yeah, but isn't uh, a robot built from servo motors for our cousin, you know, Billy in in, uh, Kentucky? Isn't it basically the predecessor to what robots are today? Aren't those servo motors in each joint? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. Yeah. But so instead of buying the piece parts and building the robot, now you just buy a robot. Right. But what I'm what I'm getting at is there was a lot of these startups that said the problem is the robot costs too much, so we're gonna try to build a cheaper robot. Build it ourselves. Oh, Home so build. the robot existed when you're in this time frame. Okay. Right. I wasn't with you there. The Thank you for the problem explaining. being if you build a cheaper robot, it falls apart. Right? Like Correct. we it, you and, do what you pay for. And, and you're, again, you're up against industrial uptime level environments. This has got to run 16 hours a day, nonstop. To, to pay for itself? Or why does it have to do that? Because that's how long the restaurant's open. It's not necessarily an ROI thing, right? Oh, but if your robot dies right in front of your fry cooker, sure. what are you going to do? Like give it a big hug while you try to so, get around it? So, so, uh, so slingshot to your melon. Am I $3 million for an automated Burger King? Full menu. Prediction-wise. So, $3 million? I'm not talking about the land. I'm just talking about no human beings. Like, I, I have a Burger King app. Okay. So let's take the existing ovens and this? things out, out of it, right? So let's yeah, just talk about just sheet. the here's automation a, Here's $3 stuff. million dollars of blank sheet. Just boom. No, make me all the food. Okay. So I don't know what an oven costs, but I'm going to guess some of these big griddles. Actually, I've got a ballpark. There's somewhere Half between million? 35 and 100K. Oh, that's not bad. They're expensive, but they're not horrible. Not you need a couple of them, right? Sure. Probably need the big fryer. I'm guessing that costs a little more. So you're in 200 just for the equipment. Yeah, and then you're going to throw a couple of robots. I don't know what the freezer in the building. I bet you could do it for under five. Yeah. So I don't, and, and, and I'm sure there's people out there going, well, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking But I think, I mean, look, you can buy an industrial robot for 50K. And like what Flippy's done here, basically, you just put a giant condom over it, right? So it's that's a my, flame retardant. That's why I'm condom. driving at this question. Like, you, your favorite robot's Flippy. Okay. Burger King's, I've, I worked at Burger King. Yeah. It's not that challenging. No. Dollar Whopper. No doubt, I was breaking 25 Whoppers a minute if I had to, okay? That was maybe 16, you know? I don't have that great hand-eye coordination, but I was doing all right. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I know, I, okay, $20 an hour, 12 employees, and you got to train them, and they only last six months, and you got to train them again? So I think the challenge is capital, upfront capital. Yeah, but how much more are you just... I just paid for the training manual, the terrible videos, the the the, the phone calls because, you know, I showed up late. Like, all that. Like, redo your calc. But is the bank going to give you the money? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. We should go open a restaurant then. No, they all fail. <laughs> 30% of them are so Yeah, but now with robots... I understand. I think it's. Bit, I think it'd be a different business case, though. I think it's a different business case. I mean, I've I've thought long and hard about the conveyance. Just like we talked about recently, like the conveyance of the fact that it's 2022, and we're still engaging in. I mean, hundreds of dollars of commerce per transaction, like it's my fifth grade little league transaction after a baseball game uh-huh. and okay maybe i'm not ordering you know some gum and some popcorn and i'm ordering a meal and i'm spending you know four hundred dollars buying sushi with six people sure but like 
fundamentally it's the same thing. It's the thing. same thing. Yeah, 100%. And it and if if it really is hard to find people to wave flags or to flip burgers, well then that's not fun. So you know what I mean? Well, and I think if you're uh if you're middle L2F or if you're uh Miso Robotics, that's your bet. Correct. Right. That's the And then this isn't a new idea. I'm not an innovator. I just no. I don't understand why it doesn't happen faster. Like full a full on automated kitchen. Well, so let's let's roll it back to our day jobs. So if you want to What if introduce... you went to a more fixed menu? I mean, what if you did well, like that... like Dickie's barbecue, right? They had to push in the Twin Cities and a couple of them made it in the out outburbs and a couple, you know, didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they make it? Was it was it revenue? Was it people? Was it uh, obviously a combination of both? Because there's plenty of barbecue at uh Ted Cook's, Tim Cook's, Tim Cook's in EP, right? But the Dickies down the road couldn't make it. So what if you automated that Dickies? Mm-hmm. Ghost, you're talking about ghost kitchens. Dark no, kitchens. I'm talking. I'm talking about straight up. Like I order with an app. I walk in and like I pick up my Starbucks. I pick up my Dickies, you know, or I pick up my Burger King, or you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like it, it, it isn't happening fast enough. So McDonald's finally did it. Yeah, in what in what store and what level of menu? Uh, so I know they have it down the road. I've not used it. Um, it's down the road. Yeah, just at the corner here. There's how much automation? Well, it's just the app that you can order from. Well, sure. Yeah, I've been ordering on the That's app for a while. Describing. I want the app to go all the way to the delivery of the bag in my hand. Right. So that's with what no Spice other human did. beings. Right. That's what Spice did. Spice did that. All on Boston, yeah. So you could order your bowl of magic in it. Did Is this the, the salad thing, thing that Sarah yes. was talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Have you thing. eaten it? Yep. No, but I know people that I have out there. Yep. Good. They, yeah, they liked it. Yeah, so that would be my, if I can't call it my favorite yet because I haven't eaten it, but the idea and the concept is. I'm sure this has happened in Japan and has for over a decade. The Japanese are in on this stuff. Yeah, so like here's your examples, right? You totally tell yeah. them what you want. Looks great. Super great. Sure. Nobody wants to cook anymore. So make a robot do it. I mean, are people afraid that the, the Back to the Future 2 is going to happen? Or are you just going to buy dehydrated food that's a, you know, the size of a, a fist and then you drop it into a, a, a hydrator? Isn't that what it's called? Like a <laughs> rehydrator yeah. 2000 or something like that? <laughs> Where your garden was in your ceiling and it yeah, came yeah, down yeah, and it yeah, went yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Life doesn't always follow fiction. I. I just think that right now it's a capital problem. I don't think people are ponying up cash. I, I think the math is needs to be reconsidered. Um, you know the other challenge I think, too. I think we, I think it could be done. So think about the IT infrastructure needed for that. And I think this is something we run into with our day jobs too, right? As we take for granted reliable, stable internet connectivity. Yeah, but that's what that's what Oracle and all those friends do yeah i i get it but like and i don't know enough about the franchisee like if you order something does that now need to bat phone back to mcdonald's hq okay sure right like well I, but i'm right with so, you absolutely and but, it should but you got oracle dropping 100 million dollars on an f1 car okay sure hey oracle you want some data Connect these companies together. Ready? Sure. McDonald's, Cargill, and uh, those kick-ass uh, potato farmers and tomato farmers out there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You grab all those together, and you bring them into Oracle, and then you got 10 restaurants, and you deliver food from you know, the Super Value Distribution Center. Yep. You, you, so this is all eyes and O's. This is all digitally linked. Like, we can do link via Oracle or SAP or whatever. Right. We can link... The super value, the super value to the stores. And we can say, Hey, these are the the 200 SKUs we use. Sure. Okay. This is when I want it to show up. They do vendor managed inventory. Sure. Do you think Frank from the driving the truck or, or Susie pushing the pallet cares where she goes? If she goes, has to go deliver to a restaurant that has people in it or has a restaurant that has, Oh, you have to put this package in this hole at the back of this box. Sure. And then the robot takes it, just like we talked about with making contactors or making uh, right. terminal, block assemblies. terminal block assemblies. Like, yeah. this is the same problem. You're telling me we that $100 million investing Oracle can't 
fund? Why wouldn't they want to be in that business? So that is the question, right? And I think that's the... Why wouldn't they create that? I don't know. I know right now, you know, so my day job, we talk a lot about digital transformation, right? Like, what does that mean? How do we get there? How do we get from what we used to do and how we used to do it to what is coming? So what is coming is exactly what you described, right? We're going there. How we get there, well, yeah. So you're getting your topic today, even though we got our (laughs) There was a debate about that. We're going to come back full circle there, too. Um, But I think the big challenge is, like, all that infrastructure, all that stuff is is daunting. Mm -hmm. Like, And especially coming from the food industry, why do people open up restaurants? Because they love to help people out and enjoy seeing them feel good. I want to take my grandmother's special recipe that's been handed down from her grandmother to bring to the world, right? So I think when they look at opening up these restaurants and what it takes to make it happen, they're looking at it from the food, the creation, the ingredients, the recipes. They think it's art. They think it's art. You start now talking about you want to automate my what? You want to, there's a machine that'll make bread But it's already there. They're just not seeing it. We're talking the last mile. Correct, but they're not seeing it. Correct. Because they're focused on one side. I don't not think they care. At, no, they don't. They're not looking at the automation. Like there's a robot out there that will take everything from raw ingredients to make you a hot loaf of bread, one one machine, one big process. Perfect. On demand. Perfect. Well, well they Shout not, out to them. What do right? they do? What's their name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two things at them. Got two different conversations going. Um, catch but, up. No, catch up. But think about it. I think that's part of what the delay is in some of these restaurants you're talking about because they're not looking at how do I automate it, what kind of robots I can bring in, machines in the last mile. They're like, but you're here for my grandmother's grandmother's favorite sauce. Like, I'm sure there's another. No, that's just marketing. I disagree. (laughs) And it can be an and thing, right? It's the. It can be an and. It's the ingredients versus the process. Yeah, but sure. The people come out for the gimmickry of an automated food robot, dude. Some people do, yeah. And people pay for convenience. Think about airports. The mini bakery. Think about the security benefits of having an automated restaurant inside of an airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I... Well, and- you already have maintenance personnel you could train up that are in the vicinity and already calling on the place. And, and the airport the airport generally doesn't actually have legitimate restaurant tours. They pay a licensing fee of said restaurant. Like in Minneapolis, we have People's Organic, and before that, it was uh, uh, French Meadow. Again, not actual licensed or uh, restaurants of said ownership. They just the airport licensed it, so you could just license it and sell the concept to the airport, and you could make that salad in Boston, in all fifty killer airports mm-hmm. in this continent, and you could. Psh, it's it's it writes itself, man. Okay, so let's do some math. Here. Flippy so, burger. I mean, we're so talking I'm on like the what? Flippy website. Yeah, starting at three thousand dollars a month. Is he? And it's MAS. I'm trying to get there. It lets me reserve it. Uh, routine professional maintenance service calls and twenty four seven live support included. So seemingly that is uh, they're going down that path, right? So what is that per hour? And then you just write the spec on how you pull the, the raw material out the back. That's it, man. How do you get it delivered from your super value, you know, Unify, whatever, USA Foods. Pick your favorite distributor, Asian Foods. Why does my iPad not have a calculator? I mean, it'd be really cool if you could get the CSA, the local CSA, to, d- to deliver. And then you put one of those salad robots at the farmer's market. Oh, my gosh. Right? So let's break this backwards because I'm solar slow. powered salads. Three thousand dollars a month. Let's sure. say there's thirty days in a month. That's what a hundred dollars a day. Sure. Yeah, that's practically free. Hmm. Hmm. Practically free. You know, if you can write the specification for everything coming up to and outputting from said robot, that's well, I mean, the this issue. Is just your fry hopper, but a hundred dollars a day. Well, Fryhopper. How much so, do you pay somebody to stand there? Well, I mean, look how much they make at the state the the state fair on French fries alone, brah. What's the minimum wage right now? Fifteen seventy five. All right, know. so let's call it fifteen dollars an hour. Sure. Let's just roll it up to twenty. All let's, right, let's, cool. Let's so say we give five hours. Yes. Five hours of labor in your square. Mm-hmm. You can't not buy one. Okay. So we splitting this halfsies. What are we doing? Yeah, dude. 
That's what I'm saying. Man, that's exactly what I'm saying. Nothing like a ten figured assault on entrepreneurism. <laughs> but I, you know, the other the other question I've got, and, and I guess concern, right, is environmental. So if you've got the service piece figured out, environmental well, in terms of inside the restaurant or how it affects the world, at how large. it affects the machinery. The world at large, I just hope we're trying to make it better than worse. But Amen. I, I, you know, you put the the big rubber condom around the robot or the whatever. Yeah, you got to wash that. Food safety. Food safety, right? Now you have to use food grade grease inside of these things instead of typical grease, which they were designed for. And there's there's some challenges there. I worry about things like corrosion and why rust can't I? Why and, can't I? Why can't I put a uh, a gasketed uh, um, CV joint, sure, on the shoulder of said robot, and then sell off, you know, IP sixty nine K it or whatever, you know, Lexan cover it, and then I I can then just CIP that, can I clean in place? Yeah, you could. Yes, yes. Right? That's not how it's done right now, but yes, you could. Why Why can't I put? Uh, a scent a, a flippy on either side of a conveyance and then make my food and dump it on the conveyance and you, and then you show up at the end of the conveyance and get your bucket of fries well, you totally could and then i and then i cip the sides of flippy and and then my question is can he, how, how many washes can that thing take before it it takes poop but if you see i uh cv joint the the flippy then you only have to worry about the middle right and then you can spec can't they this flippy not ip69k well, IP69K is a uh, specification for generally food applications. It's uh, 170 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe. Yeah, high temperature, high pressure with a caustic. Wash down. Yeah. So it's, that's how you, when we say clean in place, there are systems that like where your sausage is made, literally. Uh, the people who make the sausage leave, they hit a button and the whole room locks down. And uh, 20,000 square feet gets soaked at 179 degrees Fahrenheit. Convert that centigrade, friends, mm-hmm. um, and with a caustic solution, so that when you come back to make sausages the next day, everything is clean, sanitized. and you didn't have to move anything. Nope. Hence, All clean sanitized. in place. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I I can't find the rating, but yeah, obviously it has to be washable. It has to be cleanable. Uh, but that also drives the cost up too. Right? But you do, you just broke the cost down. I know. Uh, five hours. So maybe it's double. So like by by if we start at seven a.m. and we crush breakfast, like <laughs> lunch and dinner, really good day. yeah. What if it, what if we're doing like a I mean, every Tuesday could be like a you know read a book get a dollar off. What if we put these in a food truck? Now we're talking. Let's go start a food truck. Is it a food truck or is it gooseneck? You pick. I don't care. I like the gooseneck idea. Then we can leave it somewhere. Yeah, you can stack a gen set on top of the gooseneck. Yeah. And then uh, you can uh, solar it out and you can leave it there. And yeah. it allows you to diversify your transportation modes. Sure. I'm game. Let's and do this. And you don't have to get a special license. You, you know, if you train somebody or you buy that fancy uh, Ford version, you can get the dually. With the with the trailer pro, have you seen this? Yeah. Talk about automation, yeah. <laughs> automating the suck out of life. <laughs> I got back, uh, I got back the other night, pretty late with the the foundry castings machine, and I had to back it into our garage space, and uh, the middle of the parking lot that I have to share with my neighbors to the other side is ice. So I'm pushing a dual axle trailer with an, with your truck. Thank you yeah, again. Yeah. And across the ice. Hopefully you were an all-wheel drive at this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I haven't driven a trailer in like a few months. And I'm not a pro trailer driver. I was a straight truck driver when I had my commercial license, not a trailer driver. But still, you have to turn your brain on, right? And then you have to turn it backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Am I going right to go left, left to go right? Yep. yep. But then we added a new dimension because we had some drifting going on across the ice. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, it's blacktop, and it's dark, and I only have one light, and it's it's guiding me in. So, like, in this, like, you know, you only have your mirrors. You don't have anybody guiding you. Right. 
there's two people that live across the street from where our units are. And I, I wonder if they just sit out there and just, I mean, I did when we had a house, we would sit <laughs> up on our and porch and we would just oh, at two in the morning and we just judge people and their parallel parking skills. And like, here I was trying to just hit a 10, 10 foot wide garage. <laughs> But it goes up and it's sliding. Oh. So, yeah, if you had that uh, new Ford, man, if you get it to ship, that's the, other well. part. that's the other tough part. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Parking lots full of assets that you can't capture the revenue on. Wow. Yeah, cash flow is a real thing right now for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think people are still spending money. Yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt, without a doubt. Oracle spent $100 million. Well, and on 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 what? I mean, world champion, Red Bull, get it? A hundred million dollars. Put your name on the side of a fast car. Wow. Now, in on, on the flip side, Miso and White Castle have yep. a deal where they're gonna do. I saw that. Yeah, aren't they doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get White Castle doesn't care. Yeah, so they're gonna ship an upgrade. A hundred of these things. hundred restaurants? Yeah. With the with the machines in them. Have they announced locations so we can go take a visit? Because uh, you know where they should put these things? They should put these near the highways, right? Right? I would say you would start with your busiest places. Yeah, like the White Castle in Hinkley, Minnesota. You ever been there? I So full disclosure... I've never been to a White Castle. That's the only one I've ever been to. Oh. <laughs> I only do it because I want to gross my kid out. So, Hinkley, like, <laughs> for those of you following along at home, is about halfway between Minneapolis and Lake Superior. Uh, so, if you're heading up to the Superior Hiking Trail, which starts in Duluth or just South outside of there, Jay Cook State Park. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it uh, goes damn near all the way to Canada. All the way. It does go. Not damn near. It's um, all 331, I believe. Yeah, so nice. halfway, if you're you're feeling a little snacksy, you can stop in Hinkley, and your answers are Taco Bell, mm-hmm. McDonald's, mm-hmm. White Castle, mm-hmm. or my personal favorite, Toby's. I think oh. Hardee's is in there too. Is there a Hardee's Junior, in there too? Yeah. They still yeah. alive. I might still. I mean, last time we were up there, I mean, they had to DQ too, man, and they everybody's. I'm sure there's DQ, yeah. Yeah, but everybody's struggling to to put hours, you know, behind the... I mean, we pulled into the DQ once this last summer, and they're like, yeah, we don't have anybody here. And it's busy, right? Because it's the only stop in the middle. Sure. Well, there's some... There's Pine City, and there's other places. Sure. Like Toby's for the... Caramel rolls? Caramel rolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've just made an economy out of it. You know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like Waldrug. Yeah. I've never been there either. Uh, Go and see Jurassic Park... Tyrannosaurus Rex head one. That's the only reason to stop. Okay. You okay. can get from me to you from it. Really? Yeah, it's great. Like the actual movie prop. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you buy that if you were a wall drug? <laughs> I kind of want it in my lip. I want to know who lost in that auction. <laughs> Ripley's? <laughs> Some super fan? Oh, man. Jurassic Park 11, I think, comes out here this summer. I think it's technically six, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. So there's a place right there where I think uh, we need food automation today, and that is the movie theater. Because talk about critical timing and throughput. Sure. You know, I know, and I really appreciate the fact that I can reserve my seat, but you know what? Sometimes I show up late, and I just want my stuff, and... I don't want to wait for you to come back from cleaning the back. I don't, you know, I showed up the movies at nine. You should just be standing out there at nine. It's it's like, Hey man, people are going to show up. You should be trying to sell as much popcorn or pre-order it and have it already in your seat for you. Yeah, totally. Right. Right? I'm coming. These are my seats. This is the exact snack kit I want and throw in a little blankie. Correct. Correct. And I mean, they they have uh, the Alamo. Have you been there yet? No. Alamo out in uh, Woodbury. Yeah. They've got them on their bars. I think there's some celebrity tied to Alamo. Anyway, you write on a piece of paper and somebody brings you whatever you want off the menu. Really? And I'm talking like buffalo cauliflower. Of course, you know, burger, fries. Yeah, yeah. Popcorn, obviously. So there's like a proper table or like a little bedside table or something? It's like more bedside table. Yeah. 
But you have some surface. You have a surface, and you have like a a little. uh, The lighting's all right. It could be better. Sure. um, It works, and the person comes back at a pretty regular interval and checks in on things. I mean, how hard would it be to just put a button, dude? You know what I mean? Or a little AGV cruising around. Full circle totally. again, conveyance. Totally. But me you got to keep people off their devices, right? Because that, that inflicts pain on the eyes. So you still got to keep it analog, okay. right? But we could we could do an analog keypad, and you could put a number next to everything on the menu. Like old school, like your hotel. Yeah, you but I don't like room. mustard, and they're going to put mustard on shit. So I need a full interface. Okay. So am I, am I scrolling, and I'm editing like a Jimmy John sandwich on the ramp? Maybe, yeah. That's pretty convenient. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love the Jimmy John's app website. Jimmy John's thing. app. Yeah, it works the great. Chipotle app's good. Yeah, I've never That's used that. That's another reason why I'm not mad at Chipotle going app-only ordering. Like, duh. Sure. Shit, I mean, yeah. I'm glad we finally forced the issue. Well, and it's easier that way anyway. Totally, because I don't have to wait for you to figure out if you want brown rice or not. Or <laughs> me mumbling to figure out which of those salsas is correlated with the, what I saw on the screen. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. Totally. So, you know, that... That's out there. That experience is out there. I, I think we're getting closer. I wish it was faster. Can we make a flippy do popcorn? Duh. Yeah, Have that. To. I mean, it's it's tooling at this and, point. And right? don't tell me the money isn't in popcorn. You know, fun fact about popcorn, right? Lay it on me. Highest margin product. I can see it. Ten, sure. Ten thousand percent. Ships in a super dense. Totally. Fifteen dollars a bag, and that artificial butter was you can put on there. And I think the artificial butter was, or the the legit butter was. I think that should be dispensable from your chair. I think it should be manifolded. <laughs> That's a clean in place disaster coming back full circle. No, I think you can. I think you could have the tube come out, and then when the movie's over, you could cap and cut, and then and then I you. You you uh, pay for the release of said cap, and I release the cap when you sit down in your chair and you purchased your chair. I know where you're sitting. All right, all right. That's pretty dirty automation right there. No, you're right. That'd be tough, but possible. <laughs> well, and depending on what it actually is, maybe you don't have to clean it. What if? What? Why aren't we designing movie theaters to clean themselves? Well, they tried to do the self-cleaning porta john over in the UK or whatever it was, and somebody got trapped inside of it while it was cleaning one time. Oh, no. <laughs> Are they okay? Yeah. That sounds- but I'm sure it was a terrible, terrible uh, experience. Some PTSD. I'm going to say all kinds of... Uh- I'm never going in a porta john again. Ever again. Wow. Ever again. I'm going to find the article for that. I'm assuming that's pretty hot. I can't even imagine. I don't want to imagine. What a terrible way to get burned. No, but back to, like you said, I think we're going to see more faster trends in, in restaurant Well, industry. I just, I think, I think, I think the money's there. That's why I push back so hard. I think it's just the wrong, uh, or maybe not enough of the right people are seeing the opportunity. Because if you are a big data manipulation company, mm-hmm. like an ERP, Mm-hmm. You know, enterprise resource. It's a procurement, maybe. Um, if you're an SAP, if you're an Oracle, like, why wouldn't you want to promote? I mean, if I, I bet they do. They got to have a, a group of ninjas that just creates stuff like this, right? Enterprise, enterprise resource planning. There you go. Yeah, gotta be, gotta be. But I, you know, at the same time, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? So the the fun thing I see coming out of this then is you get, you know, not only do you get grandmother's uh, spaghetti sauce, but you get quality every time. Mm-hmm. Consistency. And the guy who came up or, or um, uh, scaled up grandma's spaghetti sauce gets to go on vacation. Right. Well, right. And with the quality and the consistency... You now have the good customer experience, which goes back to one of our earlier conversations about if it's a good experience, you're more likely to do it again. Mm-hmm. If Sticker Mule wasn't so easy for you, you never would have gone back two, three times in that initial mm-hmm. time frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I know I'm going to get quality, consistency. Mm-hmm. That's what automation recipe. brings. Yep. Yep. So on that note, Charlie wants to do this now. So we're going to go look at trailers and robots. 
oh, and welding it's already equipment. Done. It's in my head. Yeah, it's just a matter of the business plan. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Let's do it. Okay, Let's on. do it. Right, yeah. Till next time. All right. Cheers. We're uh, we're shoving off. Thank you. Thanks. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. The opinions in this show are ours and not representative of our employers. While normally polished, occasionally we might slide off the rails and into the ditch. Forgive us for that one.